0: Mike and Joel with you for another week of Growing in Grace. Thank you for sharing us, by the way. We appreciate that. Uh, Been hearing from more people out there somehow finding out about us. Maybe some of that has to do with you spreading the word that people can hear uh, good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ without all the religious gunk thrown in. And uh, I think the world is hungry for that. So, uh, Joel, we're back at it, and Merry Christmas, by the way.
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody, and like I was saying last week, this is the first actual Christmas Day podcast that we've done uh, since 2005. A lot of uh, the other years, we've either taken a break around Christmas time and skipped a week, or maybe we've talked something Christmassy, maybe about the birth of Jesus or or whatever, um, but never on Christmas Day, but this time... uh, And again, you know, you might be listening to this at another time. The the thing about Christmas is that, yes, it's it's in, in our culture, Christmas Day, December 25th. Most people realize and know that that's not the actual day that Jesus was born. It's just a time that in our culture, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. So really, whatever we end up talking about today is really for year round, because, um, it's, it's this man-made holiday uh, that we celebrate, but all of this stuff about Jesus, everything that we talk about, about Jesus, has relevance in our lives uh, all the year round. So, yes, indeed. Merry Christmas to everybody, and what do you want to talk about,
0: Mr. Kepler? Well, you know, when we think of Christmas, Joel, we we usually think of the, the birth of Christ, and we, we can talk about that. This is going to be a very casual program, um, most of ours. Are all that way, but we're just going to maybe share some thoughts about some things that you don't always hear about when it comes to Christmas. And and, uh, people have the manger scene in mind, and and it doesn't often go much beyond that when it comes to Christmas. And of course, we have things in our culture wherever you're listening to us from around the world, perhaps that we've grown up with. Uh, Some of them maybe. Good, maybe some aren't so good, but we, we have things that go on, uh, and hopefully a lot of that revolves around family and and things like that. But you know, I I read an article recently, kind of skimmed it really. It was online somewhere. Just saw it this week, but I can't remember much about it. But it was it had to do with the uh, scientists talking about the star that the wise men saw, and uh, they were trying to come up with reasons as to why maybe something was showing up all of a sudden. And I didn't really get that deeply into it, but I found it interesting how they were talking about the possibility that certain, uh, I don't know if it was certain constellations and or planets that were lining up in a certain way, and and they said that this would have put forth some sort of a, a bright object in the sky... Um, and they, they even went on to say that this may not happen again for like another uh, 6,000 years or something like that before another one would come along. Or maybe maybe it was less than that. But it, it's, it's just a real rare occurrence. And it just kind of made me think that maybe there was something to it um, in that, uh, you know, because we, we talk about why did the birth of Jesus and the redemption process that would take place through the life of Jesus at that time, a couple of thousand years ago, why did it happen then? You know, I think the the writers in the New Testament sometimes would say that in the proper time, when the time was right, God put forth the motion of this plan that had perhaps been in place since the foundation of the world. And so when Jesus was born, it's, it's just fascinating to me, and I think it boggles our minds a little bit. It's a little bit hard for us to grasp God, or part of the God had becoming man, a human being, complete, 100% human while still being God, it's 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 just kind of hard to, to wrap your mind around. But it's a big deal, Joel, it's a big deal. And, and I'll, I'll turn this over to you, but I, I just wanted to maybe point out one, one of the reasons why... God had this plan in place was, uh, in, in my view, is that back in, in when Adam, the first man on the planet, first human being in, in this world system, when he came along, he was given dominion on the planet. He had this freedom thing that was going on that perhaps others, other parts of creation, even angelic creation, did not have. And so when man forfeited his dominion, even though he was deceived into it in the garden, God put forth a prophecy in Genesis 3.15, speaking to the serpent, that the seed of the woman would, would bruise your head. So there was a prophetic utterance already about the Messiah. And I think that it had to be a man, it had to be a human. God couldn't just step in in his divine Godhead supernatural state and try to fix everything, because that would have violated his word. He gave man dominion, man forfeited that, and it would have to be a man that would bring it back.
1: Right, yeah, that's a lot of times we don't think about that. D- Jesus was a man, a human being, he and and he he was a baby. Uh, before I get into that, you know, speaking of the star, I remember when I was a boy, about ten or eleven, I realized how good of an actor I really am. Uh, I was in a Christmas play, and I was playing one of the wise men, and I said, I don't remember the exact line, but look, a star, and I reached out my hand and, and I looked up and then everybody in the audience looked up like I was actually pointing at something, but it wasn't really there. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I didn't mean to actually look there, but anyway, <laughs> it was, it's well, just one of those I, memories.
0: I, I'll tell you this, Joel, if you were playing a wise man, you must've been a good actor.
1: Ah, well, you know, my gray hair actually is proof of that because gray hair is the, a crown of splendor for the wise, but <laughs> Uh, yeah and, i and get what was, you're saying i get what you're saying no respect yeah, i don't no, get any and, respect and,
0: and that and that line wasn't even in my book of 1001 <laughs> insults i just i just thought of it
1: wow well see so you should write your own <laughs> write your own book and and go around insulting people you do a good job yes,
0: yes it's a <laughs> it's a new form of exhortation
1: <laughs> well jesus did become a man and uh you know I was looking at uh, Philippians 2. I mean, there's so many places to go here, but Philippians 2, let your mind be like that of Jesus Christ. And it talks about what Jesus did, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. So this is God who was in the beginning. You know, the scriptures say that everything that was made, Jesus made it. So he's God. He's the creator. He's the one who made everything. He did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even, the death, on a cro- even death on a cross." So that's what Jesus did for us. You know, we think about—I think it's wonderful that he went to the cross for us and he took our sins. We've been talking about that the last several weeks here on on Growing in Grace, that we celebrate this once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But none of that would have been possible if God had not made himself into a man and come in human likeness. He had to become a human being. I mean, I— I, it just blows the mind, and it is something that is really hard to grasp. It's it's something that I don't know if we'll ever be able to wrap our, our brains around. But he became a man and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord." to the glory of God the father that's from philippians 2 i just uh, like i said i'm just astounded at at all that god went through for us i mean he didn't you know he didn't have to he didn't have to do these things but yet like you were saying he promised he made a promise he made a prophecy he said these things would happen so it was always in his plan to do this for us
0: yeah, and it was referred to throughout the Old Testament, sometimes in, in sort of a, a, a hidden way, but the Jewish people knew about it, that's for sure. And, um, you know, I, th- I think about when the Bible says that he grew in wisdom and stature, uh, the kind of thing that we can easily skip over in our minds, because here's this baby in a manger, and then we get a brief glimpse of, of him when he's 12 years old, where he showed up at the temple. And then he's thirty and in a, in his ministry, you know, full blast. And so there's a there's a whole lot of stuff going on there that we don't register with. And this would all be and it would all be speculation. We've probably touched on this somewhere in the past on on these podcasts of eleven years. But it is just very possible that Jesus, the boy, was shared information perhaps with by his parents or, or maybe somebody else who 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 knew uh, at the time of his birth. That he was the Messiah. Um, perhaps somebody shared some things with him about who he was. Uh, we kind of just make these assumptions, I think, Joel, that, that Jesus just knew everything. Uh, but he was a boy who grew up. He had dirty diapers, and, and he, you know, mm-hmm. went to school or whatever. He was educated. He grew in wisdom and stature, and worked with his dad, and uh, you know, did the the things that his brothers and sisters did. But he was obviously here for another purpose, and and he would come to know that and come to the reality of that, how exactly, again, would be speculation. But this will of God that would occur uh, with that final sacrifice that we talk so much about. I mean, you can see, even see a glimpse of Jesus toward the end, uh, a glimpse of the human side of Jesus. And there's other times in his life, too. Uh, but sometimes we just kind of put Jesus, we just think of him as as the son of God and not the son of man as well. And so it's just easy to put Jesus on the supernatural pedestal all the time. But um, as, when he was here on earth, think about when he was in that garden before his arrest and he was trying to get his disciples to stay up with him and, and pray. And he was praying that the will of God would be done. The same thing he told his disciples to pray Uh, early in his ministry when he said, you know, pray for the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus was praying that same thing, but you kind of see where he's, it almost appears as though he's asking God, I know this is why I'm here, but if there's any other way to accomplish our mission, uh, let this cup pass from me. So yeah, it's, it's all very interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes we just, we don't really think about Jesus and his humanity. Like you say, you know, in the garden there, praying uh, and, you know, he was sweating blood. I mean, his things were so intense that he was sweating drops of blood. You know, he was tempted in every way, just as we are. He was a human being who was tempted. You know, it says that God doesn't tempt and that he can't be tempted. Well, Jesus, as a man, he was tempted. He was tempted in every way. And uh, yet he was without sin, and that is so amazing. It's such such an amazing thing for us to, to think about. There's um, you know really not enough time to cover all of these all of these wonderful things about Jesus being a man. But I, you know if there's anything that we would leave you with this week, it's just it's just that idea that Jesus Christ became one of us. And, and, and really, he did so much more. He became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. That's the great exchange. That's the, the exchanged life. He became a man, and as a man, he became sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God and partake in the divine nature. How about that for a great exchange? God had this planned all along. It's so big. It's bigger, I think, than what we will ever be able to conceive or understand. And God even says that there's so much more that he has for us. So uh, it's just just good to celebrate the life, you know, the humanity of Jesus Christ and, and knowing all that he did for us as a man so that we can have this eternal sanctification and eternal life with God. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski.